<laughs> Having a stretch. Having a stretch. He's stretching out. Stretching it out. Stretching it out. Getting ready because, boy, this is a tale. Hell yeah, it is. Mm. This is... I'm so excited we're doing this. This is literally one of my favourite cases by the Warrens. I am very excited to dive into this one. Yeah. Now... Some of our loyal listeners will remember this case from Mm -hmm. episode two, actually, um, where I spoke about this, but we thought we would revisit it and dive a little deeper into it because it's such a cool case. And we're dedicating the entire month of October to the Warrens. Because they're lovely people and they're spooky as shit. They're spooky. Yeah, just like us. Yeah. Um, So yeah, welcome to part two of our October specials. Mm-hmm. Now, do you believe in werewolves? No. <laughs> no, no, neither do I. But you might by the end of this story. <gasps> boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Like, Bad Moon Rising starts playing softly in the background. <laughs> do, 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 I see a oh. bad moon rising. See, I went there, I went there. <laughs> right, Okay. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. Are you ready? Are you buckled in? Uh, wait, I was going to say. Oh. I know you haven't seen it yet. But Bly Manor. Oh. oh hell I, yeah. I am literally going to start watching it the minute we finish recording this podcast. <laughs> I am very excited to start it. Um, so yeah, obviously everyone that's listening, if you're a fan of the spooky stuff, you will see that the creators of Haunting of Hill House, which was an amazing Netflix show, have released their second show, which is, what is it called again? It's A Haunting of Bly Manor, and mm. you don't have to have seen Hill House to watch it, it's just a completely new story, no. and it is so good. I'm so excited to watch it. So, so excited. Yep. Um, Can I tell my story now? I suppose I was going to go into it, but you know what? People just watch it. Just watch. They're going to have to find out for themselves. Like, which is exactly what I'm going to do. So I was going to spoil it for you. You dare, dare, <laughs> dare. Um, all right, let's do it. So this is the story of Bill Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So Bill Ramsey. I'm going to start from the beginning. Do it, Bill Ramsey. Uh, was a normal little nine-year-old kid in uh, South End, London. So, southern London, where he lived. Um, There was one day, he was in his garden. So, yeah, he was like nine years old, hanging out in his garden. It was a beautiful summer's day, nice and warm. He's hanging out. I don't know. Uh, Next thing, there was this horrible freezing cold chill that literally covered his entire body like it was midwinter. Came from absolutely nowhere. Mm. Freezing. Freezing. Freezing cold. Fucking freezing, mate. Need, need a jacket. <laughs> um, it was also accompanied by a foul smell, Uh-oh. which resembled something that was dead or a backed-up sewer, as he uh, put in one of his interviews. Um, so, all of a sudden, he began to feel this really, really intense rage, like anger just come over him, like he was really, really mad at someone. Fuming. Furious. <laughs> his So his parents witnessed this with their own eyes, um, he ripped a concrete bollard out of the ground and launched it across the garden, apparently. Wow. Nine years old. No nine-year-old kid can do that. Ripped it out of the ground, launched it over the garden. Uh, allegedly, he also picked up chicken wire and ripped it apart with his teeth. Oh! 
that just makes you feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh. you know, anyone that's either had braces or has um, fillings or that. Uh-huh. And if you've been ever eating, like, a burrito or something and you oh. chew that bit of tin foil, baby, no. <laughs> this actually reminds me. I had, a, like, an argument with someone when I was in America, like, <laughs> um, who was like, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Like the whole eat, uh, chewing tin foil when you've got fill-ins, and I was like, oh. I was like, it's one of the worst pains ever. And she was like, oh bullshit! Yeah. So she got a Hershey's wrapper and just like chucked it in her mouth and start chewing it. No, <laughs> she was just in so much pain, just like, <gasps> oh like, my god! I was like, that's what you get. <laughs> so she like deliberately inflicted this pain on herself just to prove a point. Yeah, she did not believe me. She thought it was like a myth. Baby, no, no. Um, yeah, for all our listeners that have uh, fillings, don't chew tinfoil. No, oh, please. Or don't rip uh, chicken wire apart with your teeth either. Aww. Unless you have, you know, superhuman strength, superhuman strength, or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, his parents saw this and were shook to death. <laughs> they were like, Bill, what just happened? <laughs> um, okay, so fast forward a few years. Hmm. Um, he told a story of one night that he was in a pub. So obviously he's much older. He's a grown man now. Mm. Uh, he was in a pub one a pub one night, uh, just having a few having a few jazz, you know. And uh, he suddenly felt really sick and really ill. So he took himself to the bathroom, just you know, kind of freshen himself up, mm. splashing water in his face. You know all that stuff. We've all been there. <laughs> so when you've been to that point where you're like, I'm a bit feeling a bit feeling a bit woozy after a few of the old cocktails, and you know, my girls listening, they'll know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So he was splashing his face. I feel like I'm really not telling these tales too seriously because this is a fucking scary story. Well, yeah, um, but we're here to see the light. We're here to see the light. I know, like, this massive moon that's behind me. I know, it's scary. Right? I changed my background on Skype to a massive full moon because, well, you'll find out why. <laughs> uh, so, Bill, splashing water in his face, um, trying to freshen himself up, sits up, looks in the mirror, and he swears there was a wolf in the mirror looking back at him. Hello. Just a wolf. You know, hi, I'm a wolf. All right, like, Bill. Staring back at him, staring back at him through the mirror. So obviously his reflection was a wolf. Apparently, jeez. Oh, so obviously he was shook by this. Um, I don't know what happened of that. There was no other uh, stories about that, but he just kind of must have shook it off or whatever. <laughs> Went back and sat down at the table and necked his pint. Got on with it. <laughs> um, okay, so the night that it proper kicked off. I was gonna say. There is oh, yeah. a bit a bit more to that. So, I got this wonderful book called Werewolf by mm. Ed and Lorraine Warren, in fact. Yeah, yeah. And they actually said that he went back to his pint. And oh, yeah? then things kicked off when he was in the car with his mates. And he started oh. growling. <gasps> yeah. And snarling and shit. And they were like... Uh, what the fuck? And I think it took like three of them to pull him out of the car wow. because he was just like, <laughs> Jesus. So he had like a change there. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Mm. We're here for facts. 
<laughs> yeah, well, this could be Ed and Lorraine trying to like beef up the book. It's quite a short book. So. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. There, well, there you go. So there's more to it. Okay, so yeah, like I said, the night that um, got him noticed, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean, this is what this is how he ended up on these TV shows and had all these interviews done and so on. Uh, so July 1987, he showed up at South End Police Station and station, and was demanding to be locked up. Mm. Obviously, the police were like, "Why? You haven't done anything." Mm. And he was demanding. He was like, "It's for everyone's safety. Like, I need to be locked up. Like, blah blah blah. Just, just put me in the cell. Just put me in the cell." And I think they were like, "No," and they can't. This sort of sent him on his way. Mm. So he was like in the car park, and that's where shit kicked off in the car park. So mm. he started freaking out in the car park. Obviously, the the change and in inverted commas started to, started <laughs> to happen. Don't know if it was a full moon. I kind of hope it was, <laughs> but you know, whatever. You can yeah. imagine like the moonlight shining down on this car park, like it's really intense, like you know, Conjuring style movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he started to freak out in the car park, and he actually assaulted an officer. Uh, obviously during the change uh, it took 12 men to pin him down um, he was showing signs of like superhuman strength mm. apparently these men were trying to like grab him and like kind of hold him down and he was launching them across the car park like Jesus. they went flying he was throwing them about this car park like they were nothing um, and this is one guy you know Bill like 5'11 just normal built kind of dude yeah and uh yeah he was literally launching them around this car park insane Jesus. Uh, so they they managed to get him inside 12 men it took uh they got him in the cell mm. locked locked him in the cell and to the officer's amazement oh god sorry i've missed out a bit oh <laughs> i missed out a really important part so bill grabbed one of the officers sergeant terry fisher mm-hmm. uh grabbed him by the neck up a few feet off the ground Mm. And this guy's like six three, like big built police officer. Bill's like again five foot eleven, smallish kind of dude. Jeez, uh, not that five eleven small for anyone that's listening. That is five eleven. Um, all heights matter. <laughs> yeah, Robbie's five. Robbie's five eleven. I'm six three. So there you go. Imagine if Robbie picked <laughs> me up by the neck. Um, he has. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they put the back to the cell. They they shoved him in the cell, and uh, he managed to squeeze his entire head shoulder and arm out of those you know like cell doors and police stations like it's tiny little window that they slide back and forth like you know to Mm -hmm. make sure that they're not doing anything crazy in there uh yeah he had his whole head arm and shoulder out of this little window and was clawing and snarling at the officers um one of the officers that saw this actually took early retirement because he was so disturbed by what he saw he was terrified um, they eventually managed to sedate him after a few attempts and they had to f- call firefighters to actually cut him out of this door. Because <laughs> the, there, there was no way that he could have gotten through that normally. Like, for some God knows reason, he managed to squeeze through this window and, yeah, he was snarling and growling and, you know, you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was sedated. He was admitted to hospital for psychiatric evaluation. You know, he had brain scans, everything done on him and apparently he tried to bite one of the nurses. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, just like <laughs> have a have a quick bite, uh, quick bite out the nurse or whatever. Um, it was yeah, it was one of the most terrifying nights, according to some of these police officers. They said that they were shook by what they saw. They could not. Believe, I mean, they didn't say shook, but they were <laughs> obviously like completely stunned and absolutely terrified. Mm. Um, yeah, 
I actually have an interview with Brad Busby, oh, yeah? who was one of the policemen that actually retired after that incident. Oh. So um, I could put on his accent if you would like me to. Hell yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> the questions are from Ed and Lorraine Warren. You retired after the night with Bill Ramsey. Would you tell us why? The damage! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> okay. Physical damage? Not physical. I mean, I was hurt, but I'd been hurt before in the line of duty. Now, I mean the psychological damage! <laughs> <laughs> That's well oh, good. You sound you. like you sound like the little squid man from the the mighty bush. <laughs> you know who I mean. This is an outrage. This is an outrage. <laughs> We're super magic men. We stay up till five a.m. <coughs> so, yeah. So Ramsey had a lasting effect on you. Absolutely. I still have nightmares about it. You're such a big strapping man, and Bill Ramsey's so small. He wasn't small that night, believe me. Not in strength, anyway. I'm told that he held off as many as 12 men at a time for a bit, so it doesn't matter how small in physical stature he is, he more than made up for it with his rage. I've never seen a man like that. This is this is hard That's, work. <laughs> it's really good, though. Like I feel, like, I feel like I'm actually in this interview. I feel like Ed and Lorraine actually sitting there with this officer. Just like, what's... That happened to his voice. He didn't oh speak God. like that earlier. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and he tried to kill you. Oh, yes, definitely. No doubt about that. All you had to do was take one look at his eyes. So, after the incident, you retired. Yes, I couldn't see going on as an officer anymore. Ramsey took something essential out of me. Have you seen Ramsey since? No. What would happen if you did? I'm not sure. But I suppose that even if he looked nice and normal, I'd still be thinking about that night. I'm not sure I could look him in the eyes either. Not even now. Are you enjoying life after leaving the police department? Oh yes, definitely. And you don't have any regrets about leaving? No, not after what happened to me. I still remember what it felt like when he was there choking the life out of me. How the blackness started up in front of my eyes. And no... I don't have any regrets about leaving. I never want to go through that again, no matter what. Thank you. <laughs> that was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was incredible. You should be a voice actor, genuinely. Or maybe you should just do the rest of the podcast in that accent. No, don't, because I wouldn't do that, seriously. Oh, don't you dare. Imagine. Don't you dare. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there's uh, That's the officer, obviously, that was held up... Uh, Via the neck, yeah, or one um, of them. I think it was, uh, yeah, he was so. I believe. I think he said something like he was so scared, like that's the closest he'd ever come to death. Jeez. Oh, and he basically was just like never wanted to be in that position again. I know there was an interview. Uh, Ed apparently had interviewed several officers who witnessed mm-hmm. the events uh, of the night that Bill obviously was locked up and so on. And Ed asked mm-hmm. if they would come and like meet Bill, and every single one of them refused. They were absolutely terrified of them. They were like, "No, I will never go near him. Never go near him." Mm. And these are police officers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sorry. Which makes me think, like, what's like that kind of stuff that actually frightens, you know, professional law people. Yeah. 
you know they're um, obviously going to be like a werewolf what shut up no yeah um sorry while <laughs> while you're what? talking there <laughs> mary just popped her head around the door probably what wondering did. what the fuck was that voice that <laughs> <laughs> just like, her, what happened there she's more than welcome well the best thing is mm. i have later on i have uh an interview or a little bit from bill ramsey so who's gonna do the accent again i'm gonna do the accent. oh again. man okay well you kind of have to you kind of have to beef it up a bit because if you're <laughs> if you were playing as this officer who was assaulted when you're playing mm. bill i don't know maybe throwing a wee howl a little girl or <laughs> snarl every so often there you know, just a little okay, something I'll, to just to beef it up, just so that so that our <laughs> listeners get a real feel for what it's like to actually interview a real life werewolf. Okay, I'll get the. Uh, I'm getting into the mind of <laughs> Bill already. Um, okay, I've sure. taken on what you've said, and I'll I'll see what I can do at the end end of this episode. I'm so so excited, so excited. <laughs> anyway, can we please get back to the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, so yeah, the one of the detectives, uh, he actually told Lorraine, the, so the detective, which was uh, Peter Sergeant Peter Hamilton, who uh, was the detective who eventually got in touch with Lorraine, well, Lorraine got in touch with him, rather, and um, spilled the tea <laughs> on uh, the Wolfman of uh, yeah. South End London. He, so he called her after um, she had been trying to let she, so she called around all these police police uh, precincts and was like uh, do you guys have a werewolf? And they were all <laughs> like no we don't um, <laughs> so the night they were actually in London, oh my god this is mad the night they were actually in London they were with um, Dr. Tony Jean Grasser who was a medical advisor for the Fairfield County something uh, mm. and his wife Betty was there as well so it was the four of them and funnily enough uh, the night they were searching, it was a full moon. <laughs> no, so it was a full moon. So Lorraine's going into these police stations, being like, "Do you guys have a werewolf?" <laughs> because I heard about a werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like it sounds so like ridiculous because obviously, like the movie American Werewolf in London. Like this is why Ed apparently wouldn't come forward at first because he was like, "I'm not going to stand before the public and talk about a werewolf." Like, yeah. come on. They already think we're crazy as it is, talking about all these haunted houses and ghosts and demons and, go- and you know. Um, <clears throat> like, when Lorraine first saw this, uh, this, this obviously, this, uh, the show that piqued their interest in the, uh, the case where they saw the interview with Bill, she kind of is like, no, like, she was never one to be interested in, like, ghouls and vampires and werewolves and all that stuff, like, obviously, that stuff just didn't interest her, like, you know, she, yeah. she haunted houses, demonic, possess- like, you know, ghosts, things like that, of course, they mm. were very interested in, but she said that the way that he was talking in this interview, like, he was just, so- there was something that was just so sincere and it was almost like something spoke to her that she was like, I have to help this man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something she was, she had no idea how, but she was like, I, I need to help him, you know? Yeah. Well. Well. Shall I just dive straight in? Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Talk, okay. tell us about, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did then Lorraine find this, this case? Okay. Um, 
I don't have to put on my accent just yet, so we don't worry. <laughs> we'll get there. Prepare yourselves. So, prepare yourselves. Prepare your body and soul. But mm. so the first time Ed and Lorraine got a whiff of the story of Bill Ramsey was when they were already in London. Um, yeah. which was a good coincidence as Bill was really struggling with what to do about his episodes. He was just he was finding it too much and apparently in one interview he said he was thinking about just killing himself. Yeah. Just you know, putting himself out of his misery because he felt like especially with his wife she was being put at risk every time he had one of these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's so sad. Yeah. So and he was such like a a sweet sort of normal person. Normally. He was lovely, yeah. Like in the interview that I watched with Ed and Lorraine, they were like he was the most gentle, sweetest, beautiful man like you could mm. ever imagine. Like him and his wife, they were a beautiful couple. Like you know, really, yeah. really nice people. They had kids that were in college. Like they were such a nice family. So it's, yeah. it is it is so sad that this kind of affected them so much. Like it could have ended so badly. Like. God knows yeah. what could have happened if Ed and Lorraine hadn't stepped in and, you know, saved the day. But, um, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Um, exactly. So, uh, so, yeah, they were in their hotel room in London and Lorraine saw a story on the TV about the su- su- supposed werewolf. Mm. Um, they were both extremely sceptical about the whole thing, but the story kept on playing in Lorraine's head, so she just couldn't get it out of her head at the start. Um, yeah. So Ed and Lorraine were helping out with a supposed haunting in the Moors with the help of their two friends, Christina and Andy DeMarco. Um, They concluded that there was definitely paranormal activity on the Moors and they needed to conduct a full investigation with other friends they'd made in London. Um, However, Lorraine was still very curious about Bill's case, so she was, like, half there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're, like, talking to her and she's just like, oh, yeah, werewolf, yeah, what, what? Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> no, no, Lorraine. There's the Moors. There's a haunting on the Moors, and she's like, she's like, oh right, yeah, the Moors, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. cool, you know. yeah, yeah. Oh, the like, ghosts have gone. She, Don't worry. She's like looking at the moon, like longingly, like holding her chest, <laughs> like so afraid. It's like, what if he's out here? You know? What if he's running about the Moors? I mean, they do say an American werewolf in London. Keep to the roads. Don't mm. go on the Moors. Yeah, well, I do actually want to know what that case was because they were saying yeah. that it definitely was paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who knows? We'll probably find out. Um, well, I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll get the Ouija board out. <laughs> oh, no. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, Mm-mm. no. no. So um, one day in a le- London restaurant, Lorraine <clears throat> excused herself and ended up calling the police station she found out where it happened, so at South End on Sea, to yeah. find more about Bill. So she'd obviously like been looking around all these police stations, then found the right one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she didn't tell Ed about it at first, as she wanted to make sure it definitely wasn't a hoax. So she spoke to Detective Constable Kevin Berry in depth about what had happened, and she started to realise that it definitely was for real. So the way the constable explained it, she was just like, he's terrified. Yeah. Like, and I think that's when she just kind of snapped and went, no, 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 we're going to do this. Yeah, they have to go and help him. So she asked Detective Constable Barry if it was possible to meet Bill, who was very apprehensive um, about 
getting Bill involved just because Bill had already been through so much. So the detective wasn't actually like scared of Bill. He knew that Bill was just a nice man. Yeah, he like from what they had told, like you know, he was a well-known guy in the area. Like he lived in town. He was a very respected man. Nice dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, she ended up speaking to uh, so so she went back to the table and it was apparently Ed was just like you're very excited about something what's wrong with you and she was like uh, nothing he's like no come on <laughs> spill the beans spill the um, tea yeah so she was like okay there's this guy Bill this is what we have to do and so Ed although still skeptical he could see Lorraine's excitement about possibly helping Bill so he agreed to go to the police station to talk to the detective constable a bit more yeah so after they went down to the police station after half an hour the detective agreed to call Big Billy Mm -hmm. and see Mm -hmm. what what it was what was going on so yeah um, three days later and the Warrens met Bill and his wife Abby the Warrens were shocked at how quiet and guilty Bill seemed. Um, this had obviously been eaten up at him, and he wasn't coping. Ed then explained that it seemed that Bill was being possessed by the spirit of a wolf. So, yeah. Abby and Bill both thought that the Warrens may have been crackpots, but were also intrigued. Yeah. So, um, Ed then asked the Ramses to come to the States with them for the exorcism. And Bill was worried that he would go all the way to America for nothing. Um, But Ed and Lorraine really pushed, even explaining that the whole trip would be paid for by the British tabloid paper, The People, thanks to the Warrens knowing some of the staff there and, well, scoring a full feature article for the paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is just Ed and Lorraine. Every case, they know people. So they're just like, okay, we've got friends here that can help you out here. We've done a case here, so we've got this person. Like, they could help because they had so many people that had helped before. Yeah, they had, like, connections pretty much, like, everywhere they'd went. Yeah. You know, which was great, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at you like, I wish I had that many friends. <laughs> yeah, it must be nice to have a lot of people that want to come and go hunt with you. I mean, it's... It's pretty much just me and you. Everyone else thinks we're crazy for liking all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. I know. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I just don't bother telling some of my friends that I'm doing like these episodes. I'm like, they're not interested. They don't like ghosts. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I've gotten into so many conversations about some of the stuff we've talked about, like it's at my work and stuff. Mm. With the, <laughs> they're just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough, but mm. whatever. If you're not if you're not into it, then whatever. It's no big deal. I mean, me and you obviously are. Yeah. To the to the point where it's frightening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, each to their own. But it's spooky. How can you not love it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, no. You know what? I don't think anyone should have any more this episode. Oh. They don't deserve it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they do. There are loyal listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. But what Robbie's um, trying to say is, you're going to have to come back for part two, aren't you? Because you knew this was coming. Yeah, you knew it. <laughs> you knew it was coming. So part two, obviously, we are going to dive right into what happened when Bill had agreed to go to America. Mm-hmm. And what did they do in America? 
they went shopping mostly. They went shopping. They went to Walmart. Um, yeah. I mean, they maybe went to Walmart. Who knows? If you don't go to America, or like on a holiday or whatever, and end up in Walmart, then did you even go? This is very true. It's like when <laughs> whenever I went on holiday with my mum and dad, one of the first things would be like, "Oh, let's go to Walmart!" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's because, like. My dad didn't want to buy one, but there was just, he was so confused at why there were guns just there that you could just oh, yeah. buy. It was like. It's, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, America, you'll find out in the next episode. So, yeah. uh, we'll see you then. Yeah, bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>